Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, welcome everybody to a special two-hour edition of the Eagle Hour. We're in Midtown at Fuzzy's Tacos on the eve of the Hattiesburg Super Regional Baseball Tournament. Very exciting time to be in Hattiesburg, and we're glad you're with us wherever you're tuned in this afternoon. We've got a great show lined up for you. Hill Denson, legendary uh, baseball coach uh, extraordinaire, will be on the show later. Deputy Athletic Director Jeff Mitchell joining us, former Golden Eagle pitcher Daniel Stewart. We're really happy to say that we have the owner of Super Talk Media here with us, Mr. Steve Davenport. He's going to be joining us as well. Also, we've got uh, interviews with Tanner Hall, Charlie Fisher, Dustin Dickerson, and, of course, uh, some comments from Scott Berry before we all wind it up. So Bob and Luke and Michael Mergens and Caleb Hamill. We've never had such a big crew. They're all here. They're all here. They're all here, and we're all glad to have them, as is John Cox. And, uh, John, thanks for coming back on the show. Uh, Glad to do it. All right, John, uh, we've got a young man on the phone with us, uh, former Golden Eagle, fantastic shortstop, really one of the very best defensive players that has ever played at Southern Miss, and a guy that had a knack for getting on base, Michael Sterling, actually broke the record that is held still today in 2012 for getting hit 28 times in one season by pitches. Michael, welcome to the Eagle Hour, and just tell us, can you get hit 28 times by accident? <laughs> well, thank you all for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, answer that question is absolutely not. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I played in a time without uh, instant replay or reviews, so I think that helped my case a little bit. Right, right. Are you still sore, Michael? I mean, 28 times in one year. I'm just now getting over it. Uh, it took it took a few years. All right. All right, Michael, I've got the man here who called it live all 28 times you stepped in front of a pitch, John Cox. John, was, was he just like a great actor, or was he just a victim of circumstance? Well, I think any good baseball player is a good actor. you got to kind of sell it to that umpire. you got to sell it to the other pitcher. Uh, sometimes Michael was really good at it. Uh, he probably, uh, if he was it 28 times, it probably was more like 50. I think he got to the point where the umpires quit, t- got tired of watching him uh, either be hit or act like he got hit. So uh, they quit uh, giving him the benefit of the doubt. But uh, you know, he was a great player for the Golden Eagles, no doubt about it. He was. I always call it the typical Southern Miss guy, one that uh, maybe maybe the other schools around didn't didn't want him. 
but uh, our coaching staff, as they're so good at, saw something in him that they thought, here's a guy that's a, a Southern Miss-type player, one that's going to play 125% all the time. He's going to do whatever they can do to help us win ball games, whether it's get hit by a pitch or hit home runs or get base hits or, or play well in the field. And Michael was that kind of guy. So he's, he's the, the perfect example, I think, of probably a Corky Palmer, Scott Berry type of guy. And uh, that's why he had so much success. So listen, probably why he's still successful nowadays. Right, Michael, I tell you, you remind me. I, I watched Dustin Dickerson play shortstop. Now it reminds me a lot of you. You were, we're, we're picking at you, but truly you were a brilliant shortstop for the Golden Eagles. And you're, you're in that baseball fraternity, so I know that this uh, must be a very proud and uh, exciting weekend for you as well. Oh, yes, it's great. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, this is great for Hattiesburg. It's great for Southern Miss. Um, I wouldn't trade any of my days for, for anything. Um, but, yeah, getting, getting to host a region on a super, it's, uh, it brings all my teammates back into town, you, and we all feel like we're, we're in college again, getting all to hang out and play golf, and uh, it's really a good time. All right, Michael, tell us from your viewpoint what the Golden Eagles have to do to pull this off. Well, um, to be honest, I know it wasn't ideal for us to come through the loser's bracket in the regional, but I really think that gave our team – I knew we all knew we had some great pitching, but I think that gave us a little confidence knowing that we can come back and we had enough depth and pitching to come all the way back and, and really um, really show teams what we have and really show ourselves how good we really are. So. I think if those those pitchers step up again this weekend, we have a very, very good shot. Michael, Luke Johnson here. Thanks for being on. We just wanted to know, did, did LSU reach out to you before last week's regional about how to get hit by pitches? <laughs> no, they, they didn't reach out. But uh, I did. a lot of people were sending me a lot of their stats coming into the weekend um, in my inbox and everything about, about how many pitches they'd, hit, they'd gotten hit throughout the year. And, Sure enough, it played a played a pretty big role in that game that that game that we lost. Thankfully, it didn't really it didn't matter in the in the big scale of things. Hey, talk about Scott Barry. You played for him, and you know the uh, t- to see a team as resilient as we saw last weekend come out of the losers bracket. A lot of that reflects the personality of the head coach. It does a hundred percent. That's Coach Barry's. That's his uh, characteristic. He's a he's if anybody spends. A couple minutes with Coach Barry, they'll just know he's an outstanding guy and somebody you want your you want your son or you want anybody to play for, be around. He's just one of those one of those type of guys. And uh, I mean, to this day, if I run into him, he's just he'll do anything for you. He's a he's just a great great coach and even better person. Now let me tell you about Scott Barry. I ran into him this morning at the ballpark, Michael. This probably won't su- surprise you. He was drenching wet with sweat because he's out there doing manual labor things to get the ballpark ready for the tournament tomorrow. That doesn't surprise me one bit. He, he used to always be working on that field, and I, I saw it since we got turf. There wouldn't be as much maintenance, but he acts like there's even more maintenance now. So, he's uh, yeah, he's a worker. He's a worker. <laughs> all right. I understand, a lot of, I understand a lot of you former players were in town uh, all weekend for the, uh, for the regional. I'm going to guess we're going to have a lot of Golden Eagle baseball alumni in the stadium this weekend. Oh yeah, there's going to be a lot. We're we're all in group texts and everything, and there's going to be a there's going to be a pile of people coming into town. John, can you describe one more time? Can you do the play-by-play of Michael stepping in front of a pitch for us? 
Oh, I want. I would. No, I would. I'm, you know, I, I've gone back. I go back and listen every once in a while. And I, I recently had a game. I think it was a game where I can't remember who the opponent was now that where Michael had gotten hit. I think he had more hit by pitch in that game than anybody else had base hits in the ball game. But uh, but you know that he knew his role. You know, he had some of those big guns uh, that came up behind him, and he knew if he got on, he had a pretty good chance of coming in to score. That's, that's what the stat you probably need to look at. Those hit by pitch are pretty good, but I bet you 95% of the time he got hit by a pitch, he found a way to get around and come in to score for the Golden Eagles. So he knew his role. You know, it wasn't like when uh, Matt Warner was around, you knew his role was to hit, hit it out of the ballpark. Well, Michael's job was to get on base and let some of those big guns behind him knock him around the bases and get him in. And so he just did his job, and that, that's kind of what Southern Miss baseball is all about. Find your what you're supposed to do, go out there and do as best you can, and help us win ball games. Michael, be, uh, be honest with us. Uh, what was the percentage of, of Grammy Award versus legitimate I got hit by the pitch? Um... Well, to be honest, be honest, be honest, I'd, Michael. I'd be honest. To, I'd have to think about. I'd have to think back. But if if any time I got hit with two strikes, you can pretty much guarantee it was a it was a pretty good acting job. <laughs> Slinging the the thumb, rubbing the elbow. Although I tell you what started to happen, I think the umpire. We had back in those days, we had a lot of the same umpires. There weren't as many of them as there there is nowadays. Yep. But I think it probably worked against Mike a little bit because they got to know this is a guy who gets hit all the time, right, and so right. sometimes he had to get hit pretty hard before they gave him a free trip down to first base. All right, Michael, come on, admit it. Did you give personal lessons to that first baseman from LSU? Because, brother, (laughs) let me tell you, he was was a drama queen up at the plate. He was. He was. But, no, no personal lessons here. (laughs) We, uh, Michael, we've talked a lot about this team. You know, you obviously got, you know, a guy like Sargent hits home runs, a guy like Diggerson with average. But, man, it just seems like this team this year, you, you go into a game, somebody's one through nine, a different person's going to step up. And it's almost like this team knows their identity and they have the ability, you know, to know their role and do it. And that's what we've been talking to you about. What, what's been your observations of that in this lineup this year? No, that's, that's exactly right. Um, that's, that's one of the key things about baseball. A lot of people, um, a lot of people kind of miss, but it's all about picking up the pieces where somebody else leads them, uh, like all sports, it's all about getting hot at the right time. And uh, baseball, I think, is even more that than uh, any other sport. Um, you don't you don't see another a number. I mean, shooting baseball, you see a baseball team that's ranked a hundredth in the in the country, and they may come out and beat the number two team. Um, and it's all about getting those getting those timely hits, uh, not leaving runners on base. And uh, it's just getting hot at the right time. So, and I think our team has a does a really, really good job of doing that. Hey Michael, we really appreciate you uh, coming on the Eagle Hour. Fun, uh, you got a great sense of humor about everything, and uh, uh, we admired you as a player, and, uh, and we're glad to have you in the family. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you. Well, thank y'all. I really appreciate y'all having me. All right. Hattiesburg Super Regional Coverage sponsored by Excalibur Vapes, Paris Tractor, Havard Pest Control, Advantage One Insurance, the Garris Insurance Agency, Realty Executives, Don Medley at Medley Law Group, Strix Barbecue, Corner Market Food Stores. You'll hear their commercials all weekend long supporting the Golden Eagles. We'll be back. More from Fuzzy's Tacos Eagle Hour on the road with John Cox. Stay with us.
Southern Miss to the top. Hey, our thanks to Michael, Michael Sterling for joining us uh, in the first segment. Fun conversation with him. Eagle Hour broadcasting live from Midtown, Fuzzy's Tacos. Uh, Justin Harris and the guys are always so gracious about bringing us down here. We're grateful to them for that. A lot of excitement in the air. The eve of the Hattiesburg Super Regional with the Ole Miss Rebels in town, the Southern Miss Golden Eagles, a ticket to the College World Series on the line. Just happy as we can be to uh, welcome uh, the owner of Super Talk Media to the Eagle Hour, joining John Cox and I, Steve Davenport. Mr. Davenport, thank you for coming oh, on. It's great to be here. It's great to see my old friend John Cox after so many years. I, 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 we I, I been can together. see y'all did a lot of catching up. Y'all, uh, y'all have a lot of stories between yourselves. Yeah, he was the first, you know, Southern Miss back in, when I first got here as a student, I think it was just one station here locally that carried uh, the football and basketball. Baseball, that, nobody even thought about baseball but uh steve came in i guess it was was it telesouth back in those days i guess telesouth communications uh was the first true real rights holder of southern miss athletics and really helped us develop our network and reach places that you know we'd never been before with football and basketball particularly so uh, it's great to see steve and uh yeah we got a great history together a lot of uh, good times steve if i'm right i think you at one time owned the broadcast rights to southern miss mississippi state jackson state and Ole miss is that correct, correct? so you've seen a lot of changes in, in the sports broadcasting industry in your career money wise money wise <laughs> <laughs> we were we were just talking about money when uh, uh, John, I was about what you paid schools back then. That's back in the early uh, 80s, 82, 83. I'm still a little confused on when we were here at my age. But uh, I think, and he said he thought we were paying Southern about 100, something like that. And I know we were, I, I tell you, we were paying Ole Miss 100 and a quarter. And Mississippi State about the same thing. But uh, I think it, it was 75 might have been the first contract with yeah. Southern Miss. And then finally worked it up there to when Bill McClellan got yeah. here, got it up to 100, 125, something like that. Yeah, and then Bill, and, and then uh, down the road, you know, Bill had that drive, and they uh, wanted that big number, and they got it. But it, the rights fees just exploded all of a sudden. I mean, it was, they were down here, and then boom. I mean, uh, they went up into the millions and multi-millions, and uh, now they're just uh, outrageous, so to speak. When you started that part of your career, John just made comment that baseball was not included. Your thoughts about the evolution of baseball. Yesterday, Steve, we had the managing editor of D1 Baseball on this program, and he said he thought Mississippi had become the number one state in the country for college baseball. Well, you're going to have two uh, teams from Mississippi back-to-back. you got a national championship from Mississippi, and both uh, Southern and Ole Miss have an opportunity to get to one of them going to go to the uh, World Series. But I think the difference is – like when I was watching the uh, Southern uh, LSU series on television, the excitement that just came through the TV, the things that you saw, and you didn't see that in baseball back yeah. then. You know, you may have 100 people. I mean, that was wild. And, you know, when you go to Starkware, you go to Ole Miss, it's wild. It is absolutely wild. And, and the amount of money that's going in there now and, and the, the coaching and the players that are now playing in pro baseball. Look at the players from Mississippi from these three schools that are in pro baseball. Right. Right. Actually had John Cox, actually had Nick Sandlin and Kirk McCarty pitch in the same game for the same team this week in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, amazing, isn't it? I mean, you never thought about what Steve was talking about. I've had this discussion with Jim Ellis and David Kellum. I mean, when I first did games at Mississippi State and Ole Miss, it was kind of like Southern. You had 
maybe a green little press box with a couple of bleachers, and, and that that was it. I mean, nowadays all these beautiful stadiums, it's it's unbelievable the evolution of college baseball. And I kind of give I give Ron Polk a lot of credit. I mean, Ron Polk, Hill so. Denson, those guys back in the day were talking about how how big it could be and how you could do it. And it happened at Mississippi State. It happened at Ole Miss. It happened at Southern Miss. It's happened all over the country. But I think Ron Polk was one of the first guys that really convinced people baseball could be a, a popular sport. And he's turned out to be right. And I, and I think Polk had an AD at that time, Larry Tumpton. It was a baseball Yeah, game. yeah. If you remember for years, he was chairman of the committee. Yeah. And, uh, and a lot of people didn't like that. But, uh, but Larry was a baseball guy. I mean, he was in charge of the new uh, stadium at uh, in Omaha. Right. And with his interest, that just blew up in Starkville. And you know how it is. Once once Goo gets it, everybody else has got to get it. And I think the the stadiums in the southeast are unbelievable. No I watched the, the Coral Gables uh, Ole Miss series. Yeah, That's a dump. Yeah. I hate to it say that. It's a dump. It and then you flip over and watch the USM thing. And it was just fabulous. I mean, the fans' reaction and the uh, – I tell you, it is. this is going to be the best weekend in any sport the state of Mississippi's ever had. I don't care if you're talking about football, basketball, whatever. And I've been to most events over my 42 years. I've been in every college campus, but I'm telling you, it is going to be unreal. All right. You, you called me last year the day after the Oxford Regional, and we talked for some time, and you were talking about what – how impressed you were with the battle that went on between those two I told, schools. I, and I forget the player's name, the center fielder last year, but uh, I told John, I said, all the Ole Miss people were just hoping he tripped over third base going into the dugout. Yeah, Reed Trimble. Reed Trimble. Trimble. I said, yeah. it, you know, they were saying, okay, hit a triple, just keep it in the park. <laughs> uh, uh, so after what you saw last year between those two schools, were, were you surprised this year to see the same two schools in a super regional Almost at two of last year. No, I mean, you know, Ole Miss comes out number one in the country, and Southern has been good for a long time. It's not like they just happened today. And you realize the pitching staff that Southern has. I mean, you're looking at Major League Baseball arms. When you're throwing a ball 95, 96 miles an hour, and your ball's moving, and you can throw it 95, 96 miles an hour, and it doesn't move, and it's going to be over the left field wall. I mean, they got the pitching, and, and you know, when I was watching the LSU series, I kept saying, well, can Southern hit with LSU? Well, evidently, they hit pretty well with LSU. Evidently. You know, and it, I, what it, to me is that the one constant is Scott Berry slash Corky Palmer slash Hill Denson had three guys running Southern Miss baseball since uh, 1984 5 when Hill got here, all doing it kind of the same way at Ole Miss. Uh, Mike's been there for 20, 19, years, 20 years. years at Ole Miss, so they've been doing it the same way. State had Ron Polk for this long time. The guys that have followed him have kind of done it the same way. So a lot of, lot of similarities there. And, you know, and, the, and the problem you got now, if you take Southern and Ole Miss, the teams have been so successful. So in the middle of the year, if they lose a couple of games, now the fans all say, whoa, 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 <laughs> he can't take us to the next level. Yeah. I mean, and I've heard, I heard it up at Oxford a lot because, you know, you, you know you've been to what? Two Super Regionals back-to-back. You've been to the uh, NCAA all but two of Mike's years. Southern was sitting there in the fourth and fifth place early in the year. Boom, so he slides, has a bad weekend. Or, yeah. or, and so, boom, everybody, well, we can't do it. We can't do it. Well, now you're sitting here with a Super Regional and probably going to have the most electric crowd in college baseball. 
I think that's I think that's probably right. And I thought Rick Cleveland made a great point earlier this week. I'd, I'd like to hear your reaction to this, uh, Steve. He said not only are you going to have two of the very best college baseball coaches in the country on the field, but two of the great ambassadors for college baseball. Oh, I think so. And Ben, it's like Ben McDonald said, it's, it's the best series. Now you do know that uh, I have a first cousin who pitched for Southern. Yeah. Who was that? Buddy Davenport. Oh yeah. How back in the Ray Guy era, Ray he Guy, was he with Ray, Ray and, right. and Ed Asaf and That's all those exactly guys right. back in the day. Yeah, Buddy was that great. I think he signed. Uh, he's from Hattiesburg, right. where our family's from. I think he signed with uh, the basketball team, play basketball. He, he did? was a basketball player and went on to start playing baseball. Didn't know. Well, Buddy had a great career at Southern. He was one of the best pitchers there yeah. in that, that late 60s, early 70s. When you mentioned Rick Cleveland, he and Rick Cleveland, Rick Cleveland tells me all the time that he was the best foosball player when he was at Southern. <laughs> so you actually worked for Mr. Davenport at one time. I did. The university. Well, yeah, yes and no. I mean, the university. He was the university for When they signed their first uh, radio rights deal, which would have been early 80s, right? Right in there within Telesouth. I guess it was Telesouth yes. back in the day. Uh, communication. Southern Miss had never had a, a deal like that, and all of a sudden they're getting this big check, uh, you know, every year for the radio rights, and that became a, a pretty good deal. And Steve and his guys up there did a great job of helping us line up affiliates and uh, things like that. So all of a sudden, Southern Miss basketball, Southern Miss football were being heard in markets and places they'd never been heard before. So had a lot to do with what we've, what we've done. Well, in let, large part because of this man sitting no right question, here. No question, no question about it. Let me, let me tell it. you this. One of the great voices and great announcers in college sports, John Cox. No question. You, you, I'm telling you, you can turn on the radio you, just like when you can turn on with Jack Crystal. When you turn on, you know who John Cox is. Right, right. And he'll always come have lunch with us. Have you, did you notice that? I he, did. I never eat lunch, so. Yeah. but I, I was good today. Woo. Well, John, uh, John's been wonderful to uh, – the Eagle Hour and uh, obviously an iconic figure here at Southern Miss. And we're really glad you're here. We hope you uh, have a great time in Hattiesburg. Got and, a uh, ticket. You got a ticket. <laughs> I sort of figured Don't say you, that. They'll I, be meeting you out in the parking lot. Uh, I sort of figured you could get a ticket, but I'm, but I'm glad that you do. And, uh, I think I'm, I'm Hey, if you don't, you can come, sit with, you can come uh, sit with me. If you don't have somebody get your ticket, you can come sit with I'm me. What did I tell in Section C? <laughs> Section C. Well, you Best just, seat in the house. You just oh, yeah. had an invite to sit right. right there in the booth. Thanks, Steve. Right. We'll try to get you back on if you're still around. We'll be here. All right, Steve Davenport, right, we're broadcasting live from Fuzzy's Midtown. Special two-hour edition of the Eagle Hour. Hang on, we're fixing to hear from some of the ball players, get John's reaction. We'll continue from Fuzzies. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back. We're at Fuzzy's Tacos here in Midtown on the eve of the Hattiesburg Super Regional. Tons of excitement in the air. I want to thank all of our great sponsors uh, that are with us every day uh, on the Eagle Hour. And, of course, 4th Street Bar and Grill uh, is one of those great guys. 
Dickey's Barbecue Pit, D1, DBAT, Campus Bookmark. Had a fantastic time yesterday at Campus Bookmark, uh, West Kathleen. Also, Hattiesburg Super Regional Weekend sponsors uh, all across uh, our radio station, including Excalibur Vapes, Parrish Tractor, Havard Pest Control, Advantage One Insurance, the Garris Insurance Agency, Realty Executives, Don Medley at Medley Law Group, Strix Barbecue, Corner Market Food Store. I want to thank Steve Davenport for joining us. We'll try to get him back on the show before he leaves. Actually, he could come on anytime. Any, anytime he wants. Anytime yeah. he, he can wants. host the show. He can take know. over the show, actually, if he wants to. Because in reality, it's his show, isn't it? That is correct. <laughs> that is very correct. John Cox with us right now. John, uh, out of practice uh, earlier this week and had an opportunity to talk to a couple of these kids. I want to play the sound. I want to play the interviews for you, and then I want you to comment on these kids. And the first is a young man that I have great, great admiration for. We talked to Charlie Fisher, the young man uh, from Minnesota, after practice a uh, day before yesterday. Here's what Charlie had to say about the season and about the upcoming Super Regional. Charlie Fisher with us on the Eagle Hour. Charlie, you've been such a big part of this ball team uh, now for several years. But before we get into all that, I want you to take me back to how you made the journey for people that may not know all the way from Minnesota here. Yes, sir. I think it was junior year of high school. Um, obviously, most Eagle fans know who Matt Walner is. He ended up coming here because of the program in North Dakota. Kaye came up north and watched me play, and to be honest, I didn't really know a lot about Southern Mississippi or just baseball in the South in general, being from up there, and came down here and fell in love with it right away. I fell in love with the program, the city of Hattiesburg, and the people here, as well as the fans. So right when I came down here, when I found out about it, I fell in love right away, and ever since then, it's just it's been perfect. So did him coming here have some influence in you making that decision? Oh, 100%. It's obviously seeing somebody from Minnesota come down here and have success and enjoy it. It was kind of, like I said earlier, just being from Minnesota, I didn't know what it was like playing baseball in the South. Just the fan. I mean, love love the North, but hockey's the sport up there. So coming down here and just seeing how the fans grasped it and everything and seeing that Walner came down here and just loved it, I figured that if he was down here and he enjoyed it, that I could probably, probably make it work as well. So that he definitely had a big part of that. All right, so these Southern guys introduced you to the culture down here how long did it take for the shock to wear off there's still some things that kind of surprised me day in and day out um it was probably about a year or so right when I got down here one of the uh one of the other freshmen Aubrey Galentine just the way he spoke right away blew me away but I'm still getting getting used to some things but it probably took me about a year to get used to every most of the things your coach every time we've talked to him this year and brought up your name he has just spoken with enormous admiration about the example that you have set uh for this baseball team this year and Charlie I think I think your unselfishness and and what you've done sets an example that all athletes uh could follow uh uh, put into words what this year has been like for you. Yeah, um, just to be honest, it's been tough, obviously, going from playing a lot last year and the year before and then not as much this year. It's been tough, but it, I couldn't be around a better group of guys as well as the staff. Just coming here every day and knowing it's just a game and being able to share the locker room with this group of brothers is just its like nothing else. So they make it a lot easier just being around here. And the biggest thing is knowing that life is more than baseball. I think that was the biggest thing, just reminding myself every day that there's more to life than baseball, and it's just a part of it. So just to come here every day and enjoy it, I mean, I just got to take away the small things of that, and I've been trying to do that as much as possible. Well, you've stepped up every time you've been asked to you were I think the the spiritual leader in many ways uh, this past weekend with that paddle Uh, first of all congratulations on that man you should be very proud of that but your thoughts now you're two games away Charlie Fisher from playing in the College World Series Oh, yeah. And like I said earlier, just growing up, I, I mean, hockey is a sport, but you obviously saw on TV just 
Omaha and just the the idea that we can get there. Obviously, we're going to take it one game at a time, and the biggest game is Saturday against Ole Miss. But obviously, we all know that it's close, that it's only two games away, and we're just going to come here and work hard every day at practice. But, I mean, to be able to play on that stage and just you can't describe it. I mean, that's the dream growing up and playing college baseball to play, and to play in there. Um, my sister went to school at the University of Nebraska, so we, we actually went to Omaha a few times growing up. So just being there and seeing the environment that we can possibly play in, that'd be awesome. That'd be huge. We all want to see you on that field in Omaha. We're all glad you're a Golden Eagle. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right, John Cox, Charlie Fisher, what a great story. Preseason, all-conference, DH, injured. Slade Wilk sets in and and does such a great job. You really can't put Slade. So Charlie hasn't hasn't played a lot, but he's played well when he's been asked to. And I, I think he is. I think in a way he is like the spiritual leader of the baseball team. Ultimate team player. That's the way I describe Charlie Fisher. I mean, I don't know how many of us, uh, no matter what your profession is, if somebody sort of takes your job and uh, you, you have a tough time getting it back, you don't want to be around anymore. Charlie had just the opposite. He's gonna. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to help this team win. If I'm having a holler from the dugout, if I'm gonna go in as a pinch hitter, if I've got to step in uh, like he did when we had some injuries uh, to the guys on the team, just the ultimate team player. You know, I always gave him a hard time. Adina, Minnesota, right outside of uh, Minneapolis, and uh, a guy who, you know, used to be when he comes to the plate. I always like to tell everybody what the temperature is in Edina, Minnesota. Most of the time, it's uh, even this time of year, it's about, it seems like 35 degrees in Edina all the time. But Charlie's a great guy, uh, spiritual leader of the team. probably a good uh, way to describe that guy because he will do anything he has to do, play anywhere that he has to play. And uh, he's a big part of this Golden Eagle team and the success he's had, even though he hadn't come to the plate as many times as I'm sure he would like this year. And we're not just talking about like a preseason conference USA. He was first team all-conference DH last year. So, you know, I'm, I'm thinking through like in my own mind, like I was all-conference my senior year. Well, guess what? I'm done. This is a dude that was the best in the conference at his position, John, and then loses his job in like week two of the next year. It's, it's remarkable, his response. And he's a guy who, uh, you know, the guys who are in there, he's helping those teammates. You know, I mean, a lot of guys wouldn't do that. You know, they'd say, oh, you know, you know, but he does. He's out there every day trying to make his teammates better and make his team better. And like I said, he's just, to me, the ultimate team player and kind of the heart and the soul of this Golden Eagle Ball right. Club. Scott Berry told us that he, he and Slade Wilkes are very good friends, that he's really helped Slade Wilkes, the very guy that took his job. And always engaged in the game. If you watch him, he's always there on the, the top railing there in the dugout, watching the game and into the game. And so, again, just the ultimate team player and has a lot to do with the success of this team this year, even though he hasn't played as much as he'd like. That's the legend of the rally paddle. So what apparently what happened was Gillentine was holding it up like this, and the umpire said, hey, you can't wave that paddle around. And Charlie said, no, we're going to do it anyway. And so Charlie took it over. But apparently it was a uh, – they were they would make Powerade with it, you know, yeah, and now right. and now they're Walmart and Academy. Everybody's selling yellow paddles this <laughs> week. John, let me ask you this question. Everybody, everybody on this show, everybody in this town wants Southern Miss to win this series and go to the College World Series. It'll be a great day if that happens. But isn't this the truth? Even if it doesn't turn out that way, this has really been a magical year and one of the very best seasons we've had. In a long, long time. No question about it. Uh, I mean, we all want to win. You want to keep winning. But, uh, you know, if that doesn't happen, I think we'll all look back on this season and remember 
a lot of things we've been talking about, the, the players who sort of emerged on the scene for the Golden Eagles, uh, the job the coaches have done. I think our assisted coaches don't get as much credit as probably they uh, deserve. And Scott Berry probably be the first one to take of that. So I don't think there's any question about it. I, I think we can, regardless of the outcome of this year, I think if you sit back and look at what's made it so successful, starting with the fans and the team and the coaches and everything involved in it, just got to keep doing that and building on that. And, uh, you know, all those dreams will come true one day for Southern Miss. John, I want to ask you about the, the pitching rotation this year. I mean, you liter- you call every pitch, and you got a you got a Ferris Award winner and you got a number two guy that would have been in contention had your one guy not, and then you got Hunter Riggins. I mean, it's been extraordinary to watch this rotation. Well, I get, you know, to me, the most underrated guy in college baseball is Christian Ostrander. No question. Nobody ever talks a whole lot about Oz, and I think if, uh, it's amazing the way he handles those pitchers. He gets them all to buy in to what he wants them to do and how he wants them to do it, but at the same time doesn't take away some of the things that make them special, whether it's been on the high school or junior college level. And he's not going to put them in a situation that he doesn't think they're ready for. And I think we sort of saw that this past weekend with Justin Storm and Tyler Stewart, two guys that uh, really hadn't pitched a lot of innings in their career at Southern Miss, but when it was their time to be on that big stage on, I guess that was Sunday night and then Monday afternoon, both of them came up big like they'd been out there doing it uh, all year long. And so I think Oz gets the credit there, man. It's amazing. I mean, he I love to just sit and talk baseball with him. And uh, he, again, they, they bought into him. And everybody around the country knows how good a pitching coach Christian Ostrander is. So I give him a lot of credit. About 30 seconds left. Uh, you and David Kellum been doing it a, a lot. How do, you, how do you guys approach a weekend like this where you're – you're, you're calling each other's teams. Man, y'all been doing it as, as the same amount of time forever today. Yeah, I love David. I've known David, like I said, for a long, long time. We both started out kind of doing women's basketball and baseball and football. And, you know, I, I love David. David's one of my uh, guys, I think. Uh, him, Jim Ellis, and myself all been doing it about the same time. This is our 42nd or 43rd year. And wow. so we're, we're all good friends. We all, I think, appreciate what he does. And uh, so looking forward to getting with David and Brad Henderson this weekend. Hey, John, you've been a great friend a long time. You're a great friend of the Eagle Eye, remember. We really appreciate you spending an hour with you. And do want you to know Luke's going to take care of your lunch tab. Well, Good. That'll be the first time that's ever happened. That's another first at Southern hey, Miss. One more than Scott uh, Barry, though, right? Uh, <laughs> He's never taken care of mine, if that makes you feel any better. Uh, yeah. So, John Cox, uh, he'll be on the call tomorrow at 3 o'clock. And, uh, John? Really exciting, isn't it? Thanks for yeah, it is. No question about it. one of the most exciting days ever at Southern Miss, and thank you guys for being here. Uh, do a great job promoting Southern Miss, and we appreciate it. All right, John Cox, everybody. We're going to continue our broadcast from Fuzzy's Tacos here in Midtown. Man, we, we've got Deputy Athletic Director Jeff Mitchell coming up. Hill Denson, former pitcher Daniel Stewart. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Second hour of the Eagle Hour from Fuzzy's Tacos here in Midtown. Rain falling, thunder clapping. All going to be out of the way by 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. And uh, uh, so every, everything is cool. Justin Harris is with us, one of the owners here at Fuzzy's. And... Uh, a really great friend of the Eagle Hour, Justin. As always, man, thank you. Uh, we 
we enjoy the food, the camaraderie, and we always enjoy being here with you. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for uh, coming out again, and uh, looking forward to another uh, great weekend. So I saw you last, uh, I guess it was Saturday, and the last thing you said when I walked out of the door was super <laughs> regional. You were, you were like a foreseer of the future. <laughs> You did, and uh, it was just a gut feeling that uh, that I had. Now, Saturday night late, you know, I started second-guessing myself. But, uh, you know, then again, that's why we said it, and that's why we felt it. I mean, look what happened. I mean, they fought back, and uh, I wouldn't put it past these guys uh, for what's going to happen this weekend. Either. We're just thankful that LSU didn't come burn down your establishment when they left out. <laughs> it was a pretty wild wild weekend, though. It was a wild crew, and actually uh, Monday night got a little crazy here after the game. Yeah. As I heard, all across town was pretty wild, which did, it should have been. Did, did any of the LSU people drink alcohol when they were there? <laughs> <laughs> Do they know there's anything else? Uh, yeah, they had a few drinks for sure, a few toddies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what a great what a great thing, though, all of this, the, the, the uh, conference tournament, the regional, now the Super Regional. We were talking about this yesterday on the show. We don't have the numbers at all, but you might could give us a little insight. This has got to be one heck of a boost in the arm to Hattiesburg business owners like yourself. It is, well, at least right here. And, I mean, just, you know, just the normal business pattern is once school lets out right here, you know, you see a little, you know, drop, and then people get into their new habits and patterns. But with the uh, with these games, uh, I'd say, uh, it's, you know, easily probably 20 to 30% increase over what we're used to uh, for these games. And it, it comes at a good time, am I right, when you're trying to get out of COVID and a very now good prices time. are sky high? Yeah, and, you know, just all that. And then uh, with uh, – Everything else going on with the economy, yeah, you couldn't have it uh, happening at a better time right now. Yeah, I remember, you know, a couple of years ago, man, we were talking and you were, you were cooking up stuff on napkins and drawing up business plans, <laughs> trying to. But I mean, this is the third weekend, and I mean, this is this is such a rarity. We get the conference tournament, we get a regional, and then we get a super regional. I mean, it's just exciting for the community at all levels. It has, and. Uh, Hopefully uh, we end it. You know, I mean, I guess uh, selfishly three games would be fun because we get a three-game shot in the arm. But I would rather, uh, you know, I hope we wrap it up in two. But obviously it will still be a great weekend regardless. And uh, I don't think you'll see anybody uh, complaining about what's going to happen. Right. Give us your hours. You're going to be open all weekend so people listening can We'll be, we'll be open at 11 a.m., closing uh, at 10 p.m. each night, uh, uh, Saturday night, tonight. And then Sunday we're open 11 to 5 p.m. So we'll get the uh, pregame crowd. And then, um, and then Monday we'll be back open, uh, business as usual. 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. All right. Have you got that good feeling that you had last? I'm sure hoping that I, I, I want to just please say <laughs> yes, Justin. I do. I have a really good feeling about this. Uh, that's a gritty bunch of guys out there, and uh, I, I, my money's on them. Yeah, I think uh, I think they showed so much heart. <laughs> Absolutely. Showed, they may be the saltiest baseball team in the country after what they did this past They don't weekend. panic. Like, we just – we said it like we've said it all year. Like sometimes we get frustrated, be like, "Hey guys, like act like you care." You pulse, and then yeah. real in, in real reality, uh, you know, they just they don't fade. All right, I do want to ask you about something because a lot of people don't realize this about the menu. There is brisket on the menu here at Fuzzies. There and that is ma- brisket. That makes this thing unique. I mean, you got <laughs> you got brisket quesadillas, you got brisket salad, you got brisket nachos, and a lot of people, you know, that haven't been to Fuzzies don't realize that. That's right. Uh, 
which, you know, and that, that is one of the things that makes it, you know, uh, there's several different choices with meats. You can get the mahi, the shrimp. You know, we had the seafood, the fajita beef. You know, we have three different options of beef, the ground beef, the fajita beef, and the brisket. But obviously, um, you know, the fuzzies concept being out of Texas, they're going to have brisket on the yeah. menu. And, you know, it does does make you unique. That and then the mahi tacos, the grilled mahi tacos, are probably the two things that sets us apart here. It's good. I got a KCD today. I hadn't had a KCD in a long time. I'm usually a sucker for, uh, for brisket nachos or Kelly Sanders bowl salad. Salad, you know what I'm talking right, about? That right. what he gets. <laughs> but the problem with Sanders, he eats a bowl of salad and has five margaritas, so it the, well, kind of defeats the purpose. He's eating the, the bowl salad. too on occasion. He's done that. Yeah. And the fork. <laughs> yeah. He does your trivia. Is that correct? Am he I does every know? Wednesday night, seven to nine p.m. Is he good at that? He, yeah. tells, him, he tells us he's awesome. I didn't. He, well, I'm not gonna say he's good, but he draws a crowd. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's pretty much the case with Kelly in every walk of life. He's <laughs> not very good, but you got to uh, watch him though. He'll create he, answers. He, does <laughs> he will. <laughs> hey, Justin, as always, man, we hope you have a bang up weekend down here. We thank you for uh, all you do with us uh, on the Eagle Hour and Super Talk, and uh, we know you love the Golden Eagles just like we do, and we're all we're all a little anxious. Is that fair to say? That's absolutely fair. I'm ready to get it rolling. Yeah, Justin Harris, everybody. Owner here at Fuzzy's Tacos, that's where we're broadcasting live. We're going to take a break. Going to come back, Jeff Mitchell, Deputy Athletic Director. Hill Denson, the legend. Daniel Stewart, former pitcher. Steve Davenport, the owner of Super Talk Media. It's a super weekend. Can we just, like, everything's super today. I think it is. Super well, regional, first time in history, and of all people to host, Bob Getty. We'll probably have to come back down and do something during the World Series. Let's do it again. Since we'll be playing in it. All right, we'll be right back. Eagle Hour continues. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back. Fuzzy's Tacos, Midtown. That's where the Eagle Hour is broadcasting live this afternoon. We're about to bring Deputy Athletic Director Jeff Mitchell on the show. But first, Luke, let's do a weather update. Weather's pretty rough down here. In yeah, Miami. we're in Midtown. Man, it's pouring rain outside right now. Forest, Lamar, and Jones County, including Marion County as well. A severe thunderstorm warning until 2.45 p.m. Severe thunderstorms located along a line in uh, South Jones County to seven miles west of Oak Grove, moving at 45 miles per hour. They're expecting 60-mile-an-hour wind gust and possible hail as well. So uh, let's stay buckled down, and uh, we appreciate Justin putting a roof over our head for this broadcast. Absolutely. You're not kidding. All right, Jeff Mitchell joins us. Jeff, you were on the show last week, and uh, always grateful for your time. And let's go back real quickly uh, to the regional. I know you really handled all the logistical stuff behind the scenes, which is pretty enormous job. Overall, how did it go? 
It went great, Bob. Uh, thanks for having me. We, you know, we we're so excited to have hosted that thing, and then, uh, you know, it's you can do all the preparations, and then you just have to let the games take care of itself and deal with issues that come up in, in any normal contest that we host. But uh, you know, the the thrill of the crowd was worth it for me, just that alone. And seeing our fans have the time of their lives, and seeing the organic things that happen with the the chance when. We were uh, uh, chanting for the, the LSU pitcher that was doing his little tap dance on the mound. Uh, the lights coming on the phones during Journey, called it a Journey concert. And, uh, it, you know, it was just awesome. And we, we actually had to take a step back and just appreciate the moment ourselves. Our staff did. And we tried to, to tell people around us at some point during the weekend, just enjoy it for what it is because there's a lot of effort that's gone into it. But you know we should enjoy it too uh you know as as professionals in in this uh in this business so it's been it was it was tremendous one uh one one comment that we heard there was uh an lsu guy out in the the roost just a fan but diehard lsu fan and he said that he had been obviously to many regionals and this was one of the best atmospheres he had ever been to your point when rouselman was on the mound and our guys, our fans started that one, two, or three. I mean, it, it, it led to the wild pitch, and Danny comes in. And for the – it was the most intense atmosphere that has probably been in a Southern Miss baseball game in a long time. Yeah, and college baseball is great. It's uh, – and Mississippi knows that better than any state. Um, but to, for us to do it in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and to really appeal to the national scene, because people know about Southern Miss, but the fact that we were on national television and people got to see it and then uh, – a, a, perennial powerhouse like LSU coming in, getting to see it, and have their coaching staff who have seen a lot of baseball in a lot of different parts of the country. Jay Johnson's a West Coast guy saying, you've got something pretty special here. You know, that uh, re- that resonates, and I want our fan base to know that and hear that and, and to bring it again this weekend. I heard pe- people have described to me that were watching it on ESPN. They said the atmosphere came through my TV. That's terrific. That's what we were looking for. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, a little chippy at times in the stands, but I overall fantastic. Every no time there was an LSU chant, a Southern USM yeah. chant went live. All right, before I get to the Super Regional, give me. You said enjoy the moment. Give advice to people like me how to get rid of the anxiety and just enjoy this moment. Because I got to be honest with you, I'm pretty daggum nervous. <laughs> well, at the, you know, at this time of year, every pitch really does matter, and, and that's something that our baseball team subscribes to. Yeah, from the first game to the last game, and they're used to it, and they're dialed in. And for us as administrators, sometimes uh, you know we get pretty anxious too. So we find our they'll get us right back. Okay, yeah. we're we're back, we're back. Oh. All right, so we're back, Jeff. Go ahead okay. and finish that. We thought. we find our lucky spots, and I, I don't think I'm in a lucky spot right now because the power Big just went out. Thunder clap right? is what happened. Uh, but we find our lucky spots, and uh, uh, you know, especially those of us with a little baseball background, we think the superstition helps. But um, you just have to uh, trust that our guys know what they're doing, and our coaches, and and uh, that they're battle tested. And at the end of the day, we're pulling for them to just compete. And we know that if they compete the way they can, uh, there's a good chance that uh, the good guys come well, out on good top. Good points, but I'm still nervous. Uh, fair enough. Still fair not enough. I don't know that I can fix First, that. First uh, super regional hosting in uh, in school history, and uh, we were joking all fair. Needless to say, it's been a uh, exciting week and possibly a historic week, not just in the the field, but 
what a wild week it's been for you guys and tickets and oh. and everything. Well, it, it really has. And again, I said this last week, but I credit our ticket staff. And this week has been difficult. It has, and we, we acknowledge that. Uh, they're just that there's there are a lot of people that want tickets, and uh, we are dealing with some NCAA mandates and restrictions with regard to how super regionals are handled and we have to honor that because we want to continue to host regionals and super regionals down the line but it does cause some problems and uh, and and we're we're problem solvers and sometimes you know uh, individuals sometimes aren't pleased uh, when we have to give them disappointing news but at the end of the day this is why you buy your season tickets right. it's why you donate to the eagle club it's why you invest early on and you're rewarded down the line i had a guy that that i know he upped his eagle club to be able to request tickets right. and and he didn't get um standing room only and this is what he told me he wasn't mad he wasn't bitter he said it's a good problem to have so how does it work jeff how, how for people that are listening and maybe there are some people listening that are unhappy how did you guys determine how the tickets would be distributed? Well, a lot of it depends on the number of tickets that we have to make available to the visiting team. And in, in this case, it's 600 tickets uh, to the visiting team. And uh, we have to allocate a certain uh, amount to uh, the parents uh, of players as the player designated or player pass list is essentially what it is. And that's a specific amount of 200. And, um, and that right there eats into um, because those the, are the grandstand, grandstand tickets. That's correct. Right? So that's they have to be 800 grandstand. right there. That's correct. That's correct. And then you start doing math after that. Well, when you sell a lot of season tickets, it uh, gets to the point where this year we had to, uh, to move some season ticket holders that were in general admission seating that at the time were in the grandstand to now standing room only. And, again, it's a supply and demand problem. It's your classic exercise in, in economics. And, but and it, what's it's, it's the other thing, too, is, I mean, because I'm, I'm sick and tired of it seeing Southern Miss take a hit from these other people. Our attendance – Top ten in the nation. Our venue is is just as big. It's like bigger than like half of the SEC stadiums. I mean, that's right. Pete Taylor Park is a premier, not just in atmosphere, but size wise. I mean, you don't find Pete Taylor Park around the country. That's right. And, and those stadiums that are smaller than ours that uh, hosted a super re- or a, a regional or are hosting a super regional this weekend are having the exact same issue. And um, but. It's uh, it's one of those things that you're you're glad that we are doing some of the things that we're doing uh, from a ticketing standpoint to sophisticate the process to um, develop prioritized uh, um, or our priority point system is what we call it and that's what college athletics is, is doing right now and and we want to be a leader in, in that venue or in that area and we're doing that and uh, but it takes an event like this to really trigger it and to help people understand why we're doing what we're doing. And, and it, it can be painful, but we'd rather do it now than have to wait and continue to educate and have people not understand what we're doing. And it's, it's starting to click now because, Luke, we're getting the same type of feedback yeah. um, of saying, you know what, I didn't get it and I hate it, but I 100% understand why you guys are doing it, and I'm going to buy season They, say they learned their lesson, right? right. I mean, and, and, but at, for my athletic department, I think a lot of people were excited about the viewing party in Spirit Park tomorrow. That's a, that's a yep. big deal, and that's going to yep. help people. Yep. Yep. We, we added that. We felt like we needed to do something, and, um, and our, our marketing team got to work on it, and uh, we're really appreciative of Gulf South Productions for helping us with that, and it's going to be a lot of fun out there too. Uh, let me get your reaction to two comments made on this show this week. Rick Cleveland. This will prove to be the hardest sports ticket to buy in the history of Mississippi sports. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> Aaron Fit, D1 Sports. 
Mississippi has established itself as the greatest state in America for college baseball, and Southern Miss has established itself clearly as one of the elite programs in the country. Well, that, I, I think that's a fact, too. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's clear. Um, you know, I've been a, a fan of, of Mississippi baseball for a long time, having grown up here and even going out to the West Coast for a little while. Uh, I always told people there, like, look, no state does it better yeah. than Mississippi. And, um, and, and to be back home and, and to see that uh, really come to fruition uh, is pretty special, and uh, we're excited to be a part of it. And for those of us that love the university, it really is a really special time, is it not? Oh, it's tremendous. I mean, it, it, it resonates everywhere. Every restaurant you go into, every business you go into, people are so excited, and, uh, and that's the way it should be. Yeah. We appreciate all you do, and we, re- we know how busy you've been, but you've been very gracious about taking the time to come talk. You even, you even soldiered this terrible storm to right. come be on the Eagle Hour and uh, took a couple jolts in your headset when the electricity <laughs> went out. We're grateful to you. Any, any advice? Hill Denson's about to come on the show. Any advice for us? Well, I, I'm glad I preceded Hill <laughs> in this interview <laughs> process. So. Him, it's like the mamas and the papas followed Jimi Hendrix many years ago. There's, there's always factual claims that have to be explained after right. Hill's on the show. Thank you very much. We appreciate you, man, very much. Thank you. All right, uh, Jeff Mitchell, everybody, Deputy Athletic Director at Southern Miss. Going to continue from Fuzzies right after this. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back. Fuzzy's Tacos here in Midtown. Still under a severe thunderstorm warning here in Lamar and Forest County. I think that's uh, in place to 245. Raining pretty heavily. Most of the bad winds seem to have passed. Uh, but we'll keep you up to date uh, on situation uh, regarding weather. I want to thank our weekend Hattiesburg Super Regional sponsors here on Super Talk Hattiesburg, Excalibur Vapes, Parrish Tractor, Havard Pest Control, Advantage One Insurance, the Garris Insurance Agency, Realty Executives, Don Medley at the Medley Law Group, Strix Barbecue, Corner Market Food Stores, and, of course, our normal Eagle Hour sponsors, uh, the great people here at uh, Fuzzy's Tacos, uh, D1, D-Bat, uh, Campus Bookmart, uh, Bank Core South, we could go on and on, and we're very grateful to them for making our show possible. This may be this may be the most unique segment we have ever had because we have with us now Steve Davenport, who is the owner of Super Talk Media, who is the man really responsible for putting Southern Miss sports on the radio. And we have the legend uh, that put Southern Miss baseball's foundation underneath it. Coach Hill Denson, Steve, we've we've got a real baseball legend right here. Can you hear him, Coach? 
I can hear you all because I'm sitting with you, but I can't hear you over okay. this headset. Well, we hear you fine. You're okay. on the air. Yeah. So, right. so what do you say about this man well, right I, here? Sir? I think when we first started, you were the baseball coach when we started. And, and I, I remember we used to, when we had all the schools, I remember we used to have these golf tournaments. And I remember going up uh, in Jackson and uh, Jeff Bauer and you, and we all played. And the funniest story was Bauer, who was a great golfer, Absolutely. probably still is. And Billy Brewer, who uh, was an average golfer, but wanted to, so they had the longest drive. So Jeff drives way out there. So Billy drives up in his cart and says, whose ball is that? And they said, Jeff Byer. He goes back and gets his ball and throws it about 10 yards past Jeff. I said, coach, I don't believe they're going to believe you hit it that far. He says, I don't believe you're going to tell anybody. <laughs> But that was a great time. And, uh, of course, as I was saying early, Coach, ever since you were here into today, Southern Mississippi baseball has been good. I mean, yep. it really Well, I appreciate you good. saying that, but you're exactly right. It's not like it was just the Southern Mississippi baseball didn't get found. It's been good every year. Yep, pretty good. So. And I think, I think the game this weekend is going to be unbelievable. I really do. I think. Well, I'm telling you, it's going to be something, though. Of course, I've been off running the still. Stillwater Regional this past weekend, and and I actually, to be real honest, I watched all our games from the booth up there and didn't see much of the Oklahoma State games <laughs> down there. That's understandable, Coach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, pull my name out of the hat on one Tuesday morning early at six o'clock on the way to the airport, to pull my name out of the hat for going to be sent to another reg super regional somewhere, which I usually do, and. Uh, I said, no way I'm going to miss this. So I had already called, got my room and everything. So I got that before I put my name out of the head. Right. Coach, put in perspective, you're the man, and I think it's absolutely accurate, that built the foundation of Southern Miss baseball. And I've told you before, Rick Cleveland told me that Boo Ferris, Ron Polk, and you are the three men that put Mississippi – college baseball where it is today you're the you're the men that started all this well so, i certainly appreciate rick saying that and you saying it but in, you know i don't know how direct true that is but that's uh, it's, it's quite a compliment for you to say that and, and it is uh it is tremendous things that are going on and uh you know i mike bianco's done done a lot up there at Ole miss over these years too so you start adding his name in there too to things that are going on so uh it's going to be a heck of a series, I'm telling you. So, Put in perspective what them. this means for, for Mississippi baseball to have these two elite programs head-to-head to, -head to go to the College World Series. Well, in, in a way, it's, it's kind of bad in that the two of us are playing each other because I think both teams are capable of going up there and getting hot and winning, winning the World Series. So. Now, right now, we can't both go, so only one of us can go. So, But it, from the perspective of Mississippi baseball, I don't think there's any doubt that the television stations will be looking at these games all over and, and, and saying this is probably the most electric one going on. So, right. And, and that's quite a compliment to what's going on here in Hattiesburg, I think. Right. Steve, I think you feel the same way, don't you? You said to me the I, other I day. I think it's going to be the most electric, electrified uh, series in the Supers. I really do. I just don't see anybody's going to be any better. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, baseball in Mississippi, really unbelievable. I mean, when you think about the three universities, all nationally elite, you think about Delta State, <laughs> a, a, an elite Division II program. Uh, the things that you did uh, in Jackson, 
what we have here at William Carey University. Uh, and then, Coach, just this week, Pearl River Community College wins the Junior College National Championship. Absolutely, and it's it's uh, it's it, it goes right on down into high school too. Our high school baseball is really really strong now, and it's gotten stronger over the years. And it's it's just due to the fact that everybody has started paying attention to it, and uh, it would it would get even more so if we moved it on into the summer like it should be. Baseball ought to be, and and, and I say that just about every time I talk. It, you know, we really need to be playing April the 15th to August the 15th because that's the perception that the nation has of when baseball is supposed to be played. And we got it moved back in the early 90s. We moved it back a month and into July or right at the beginning of July. And, and, and uh, so we got it moved back a month, but it's not far enough back yet that, that the northern schools can be it, until we get big big tv contracts that's where the big money is and and if the administrators want to have big tv contracts and all that got to get in the right season we've been trying to play college baseball half of it at least during the basketball season and and the perception of the american public is i want to be they want to see football during that season basketball and then baseball and and we've been doubling up with college baseball and into the basketball season so you know, if we ever get it that way so that the Northeast has got just as much going on up there about their baseball as we do. It's great that Notre Dame and, and of course, Michigan was had, had a pretty good run in the regionals, too. It's great that those two northern teams have done something. Notre Dame also right. have gotten good, and they're starting to put an emphasis on it. Even California out in there, that's always had good baseball, but they hadn't always had this stuff that's going on about good crowds and the electricity at the ballparks and all that so steve from a broadcasting perspective will you talk to your colleagues around in other parts of the country are, are we unique not only in our fan attendance but in our but in our radio coverage and the business success of that in other parts of the country is college baseball broadcasted as successfully as it is here it is not you'd be really shocked they may you know they may have a campus station do it but uh Baseball in the southeast and the southern states is a lot more covered than they are outside. I mean, you'd be shocked how many teams don't even don't even bring a baseball announcer. I mean, I can remember uh, years back, way back when Notre Dame played, and you may remember it, Rain, and they uh, brought the came down and played Mississippi State. Matter of fact, the coach who just left LSU was coaching that team. They didn't have an announcer. And this is Notre That's right. Dame. No question. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's a southeastern phenomenon. Well, it? up in there, they're basically like we were in the we're 80s. In basketball. But in the 80s, as far as college baseball is concerned, they were just, just starting to realize, hey, we might need to get involved in this and get going. And, and of course, the weather keeps them from doing a lot of that, yeah. too. So. And when did that start here, Steve? When did, when did baseball become a I viable think it, I broadcast? I think it slowly started in the 80s early 80s and i think it really took off in the 90s but it, it's uh it's a lot today i mean you gotta that's a long time ago yeah i mean that's, i mean i would like i saw yeah. john cox today it's the first time i've seen john cox in 30 something years i mean that's a long time ago when we were doing this and it's and today it's better but it's still not where it should be and i think it's gonna get better i think the uh the actual radio coverage is getting better and better for schools now yeah no question. And I, I was saying that about TV contracts a while ago, obviously radio, too, and, and, and that sort of thing. But that, 
it's it's getting better everywhere and and I, I, what I was saying is if you got it over into the summer where it's supposed to be nationwide it would become a little quicker to get to the, our point down here that we're in and then there would be this big pile of money coming I in. I 100% agree with and, that. And yes, just, right, we don't have any pro teams down here. Right. That's right. They what, no them. pro baseball teams. So you basically, you got the Atlanta Braves, you know, down in Florida. Yeah. But, you know, college baseball is huge in the South. It really is. And it can be, you know, back in the time we were arguing for moving to the summer, we had people talking about their pro team in town. For instance, Arizona was fighting us a little bit. They had Tucson. They had a Tucson Bulls. And and, and there's, there's an easy answer to that, but we won't try to go into all that. So. Well, I want to thank you. You know, you've been on the show a lot, and uh, you're one of our great friends. And uh, we've always enjoyed our conversations and continue to enjoy them with you. And uh, maybe this time next week you and I are talking about uh, Omaha, right? Well, I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. And uh, it's good to see Steve. Hadn't seen him in a while. And good to talk to the big dog. Well, clear- Jackson well, well, clearly the man that started the broadcasting of college baseball in Mississippi and one of the great legendary coaches, and we're very happy to have both of you on. By the way, when I heard y'all say that a while ago, I thought you were talking about $75, not $75,000. <laughs> we'll be back. Fuzzy's Tacos in Midtown on the Eagle Island. Thank you, guys. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Welcome back, Fuzzy's Tacos. Uh, Luke, are we still under a uh, bad weather warning? Yeah, till 2:45. It slacked up a little bit. It's still raining, but uh, man, trees aren't bent over in half like they were about 30 minutes ago. What a great weekend here in Hattiesburg. Really want to thank Steve Davenport uh, for coming on the show. It's the first time we've we've had him on, and he could host the show if he wanted to. It's his show. It's yeah. really his show. And of course, uh, our our great friend Hill Ditson. Daniel Stewart's a friend of this show as well. He's a vice president of Southern Bank Corps. And he's also a former Golden Eagle pitcher. So, Daniel, before we bring you on, I talked to Tanner Hall this week. Oh, good. Boo Ferris Award winner, All-America, All-Conference, Pitcher of the Year. I wanted to save that until you were on the show. I wanted you to hear your thoughts, and I'd like to get your comments about Tanner Hall. Here's what Tanner Hall said after practice uh, yesterday. Okay, Tanner Hall on the Eagle Hour. Let me start with this, and I'm probably going to forget some of these accolades. There have been so many. Pitcher of the Year, All-Conference, All-America, Put in perspective what this year has been like for you. Uh, it's been a dream come true, I guess is the way to put it. Uh, unbelievable. It's kind of hard to take in everything because, I mean, we're still playing and stuff, and you don't. Want, I don't want to sit around and think about awards and stuff like that because, I, I mean, we haven't really done anything yet. Like, we, we still got – we have goals, and the goal is to win the national championship, and we're not quite there yet. So I feel like that's just – that's what we're sort of shooting for. Tanner, I think it's I think it's fair to say that the first glimpse of greatness came last year in the Oxford Regional, and this year, of course, has been storybook. What has Coach Christian Ostrander taught you, and what has it meant for you to play for him? Uh, I mean, he first to teach me that sinker, uh, just kind of teach me how to trust it and trust myself, 
he really uh, harps on getting ahead early in the count. And I feel like that's what's big in baseball as a pitcher, especially with a guy like me. Like, I, I don't blow people up with high velo and stuff like that. Like, my way of beating hitters is, is just getting ahead and making pitches and locating. And so I feel like he's really, really, like, harped on that all year, all in the fall, just getting ahead and hitting my spots. And I feel like that's what keeps me going. He's quite a coach. Oh, I think he's the best. He's literally the best. Uh Statistically, Ole Miss has a high strikeout ratio. This is the number one strikeout pitching staff in the country. Uh, that's an advantage, right? I would, I would think so. Yeah, uh, that gives us a, a little bit of a little edge to look forward to, I guess you'd say. Has each award put more pressure on you, or have you been able to block that out and stay focused on your game? I feel like I've just I block that kind of stuff out because, like I said, we have one goal and. These awards don't win you a national championship. It's actually going out and pitching and continuing and staying staying consistent. I feel like it's really important in, in what we want to do. As a Louisiana young man, I want you to put in perspective the craziness that occurred here this past weekend and what it felt like to eliminate the storied LSU program. Uh, I mean, that was it was unbelievable. I can't even put into words the excitement I felt. I've never felt that in my life. Uh, just to see that we had some guys really step up, like Justin Storm, Tyler Stewart, like that. That was just crazy to see that these guys go out and just really attack these hitters and kind of put us in that position. And when we made that, when he, when Tyler Stewart made that last pitch to strike him out, I, I, I don't know that feeling. I've, I've never felt that. Just running out on the field, just feeling like a million dollars. And not to mention, you made your national television interview debut. I did, yeah. That was my first time. Paddle in your hand. Yep, this the rally paddle. All right, last question. Two games away from the College World Series. We got two games left. Uh, best two out of three, and I, I feel like we uh, we got the pitchers for it. I mean, I feel like we can take on anybody in a two out of three series with, with this the staff we have. We're really deep, and I feel like we all know that. And, and like the way that our batter, our hitters are swinging right now, I just I feel like we have, we have a really good feeling about it. I just know that we're gonna have run support. We'll have we'll have hitters just fighting in the box, and I feel like that that was the difference in this weekend and some of the weekends where we lost series was just hitters really digging in and competing. And I feel like that was really important, and it made it made everybody feel better and just realize that okay, we're gonna have some hitters that are gonna go out and do their thing. And same thing with relievers coming in, just keep on going. And when we have you on the mound, we can win every game we play. That's the goal, yes, sir. All right, so that is uh, Tanner Hall. Our guest, Daniel Stewart from Southern Bancor, knows a thing or two about pitching because he was one of the fine pitchers here uh, for Corky Palmer at Southern Miss. Uh, uh, first of all, uh, thanks, Daniel, for you. and Thank you. For, Thanks for everything Southern Bancor does so, sure. for the show. Glad Your thoughts here. about Tanner Hall? He, he is, uh, he's been the leader of the pitching staff this year. He's not a guy, like he said in his own words, that's going to blow it by anybody. Um, the old Greg Maddox, if you will, he's going to throw all his pitches for strikes. He's going to command the strike zone. Uh, he, I think he even said he had a couple of different kind of change-ups. So he's a guy that has multiple pitches. He's not going to walk a lot of guys. Um, very sneaky in, in his delivery. Everything looks the same, but the movement on his pitches, hitters really keeps him confused. So um, he's a true Southern Miss guy, Coach Barry. Uh, that staff always says never stay too high, never never get too low. 
Um, he's won a lot of awards, and he still remains humble. And I think that mental um, mindset that he's in is going to carry him even further. Daniel, is this team set up for best two out of three from a pitching standpoint? I, I really think so. Um, you know, Hunter Riggins has started most Saturdays. Well, he was third guy in, in this last weekend. But, I mean, what a performance from Hunter Riggins. So, um, you, you look at our staff, we've got three top-notch quality starters. Our bullpen is excellent. So, I really think our pitching depth has what it takes to get us past the Super Regional. Luke, you agree, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I was talking to Coach Denson about this uh, during the break. Very few teams in the country have three starters like we do. And what I mean by that is low walks, high mm -hmm. strikeouts. But, Daniel, I mean, think think about when you played some of the great pitchers that you had. Three starters with a sub-three ERA. Oh, yeah, unreal, unreal. Um, you know, I think back at the time when I played, I mean, gosh, I think I had a five-something ERA. Shea Douglas was one of our best pitchers, was probably in the threes. So to have this many guys with this low of an ERA across the board is just astounding. And it gets a tribute to Coach Ostrander and Coach Barry for recruiting really good players. Yeah, the Wizard of Oz has many options. And it's not just, like each one of those guys is a different pitcher. So Waldrop's mm -hmm. got probably the best pure stuff, high velo, crazy bottom fallout, sure. you know, off speed. Hall, like you said, more of a Maddox, but, I mean, he, he's swing and miss. Riggins has been Mr. Steady. But sure. then in the bullpen, I mean, you got two phenomenal left arms. I mean, Rodgers was hitting 96-97. Yeah, unreal. You got three saves or uh, three three, uh, three closers that can get you saves. Yeah. Isaiah Rhodes mm -hmm. from the side. It's it's just like every situation there's an arm in the bullpen. Yeah. seems. I mean, uh, even Ramsey the other night struggled a little bit, but it just seems like every pitcher that Southern Miss runs out there, is a shutdown pitcher. Uh, it's amazing the talent that we've got on the pitching staff. What did you think about? Just get your comments about what Justin Storm did. I mean, the joke is they're going to build a you know statue out in front of <laughs> Southern Hall or something. I mean, it was what Tanner Hall did against Ole Miss last year. You come against LSU, a guy who had thrown yeah. like nine innings, yeah. and he's a star, man. Yeah, he's a star. And that's to me is the things that teams have to have from their players when it comes to crunch time, when it comes to these postseason. You've got guys that step up that maybe obviously have the talent, but maybe didn't get the opportunities throughout the year as some of the other players. But then here comes the tournament, and you get, all of a sudden you got a star. Uh, so it was really impressive to what he did when he came in and, and shut him down the other night. Daniel, how do they block out the pressure they're going to be under? Because, look, let's just be honest. <laughs> there was pressure last week. Yeah. The pressure is ratcheting up every week. How do they block yeah. that out, focus on what they've been able to do all year? You know, I think with sports in general, you, you prepare for your games every week in practice. Uh, you do those those basic things day in, day out. So when game time comes, it's just it's reactionary almost. So, yeah, the fans are there. The fans are loud. But I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie uh, For Love of the Game, you know, clear the mechanism. It's, it's a little bit like that. The pitcher, you can kind of zone in and, and everything else kind of goes quiet for a little bit and you focus on the catcher. Because you, you got know. to. Yeah. It's a super regional, which yeah. means Omaha's on the line. Sure. You're playing in front of your crazy fans. And, oh, by the way, Ole Miss <laughs> is in town. I mean, I mean, this is this is insane. It, it's unreal. Unreal. You know, when we looked at the bracket, it was Miami. And, hey, there's Ole Miss. And guess what? They're paired with us. How crazy would it be if Ole Miss comes out of Miami, we win, and we've got Ole Miss in Hattiesburg? Here we are. 
great for Southern Miss fans, great for the state of Mississippi, great for college baseball in general, and I'm really looking forward and to it. Did you ever think you'd see LSU fans come in their normal selves, and by the end of the week, and they're like, holy smoke, these people are crazy. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I lived in Baton Rouge for three years for a little bit, and those LSU fans are probably some of the most diehard crazy fans you've ever seen. So to send them packing from, from USM kind of, Almost just blown away a little bit. Had uh, you ever seen an atmosphere like the Pete last never, weekend? Never have. Never have. Uh, it, was, it was amazing. Describe it in one word. Um, gosh, one word. How, how about a hyphen word? Mind-blowing. It was unbelievable. <laughs> it was unbelievable. unbelievable. That's a great word. Monday afternoon, they, they're reviewing a play. The place is roaring. They're blasting Jack White over the yeah. speaker system. It was just like I was in a dream. Yeah. To, uh, to quote Tanner Hall, Brought it on. Brought it on. <laughs> we brought it on. Our fans and our players yeah. brought it on, and uh, we're hoping that they're going to do it. Hey, uh, Daniel, thank you, man, and thank you, thank uh, you. guys at Southern Bank Corps. We, uh, we love our relationship with you, and we're grateful to you. Glad to be a part. Thank you. All right, Daniel Stewart. We're going to come back, wrap things up with Steve Davenport and Scott Berry right after this. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment from Fuzzy's Tacos in Midtown as we are getting ready for a super weekend. Appreciate you hanging with us today in the middle of a thunderstorm, but it's uh, it's cleared up. Southern Miss hosting Ole Miss Super Regional. Omaha on the line. Game one tomorrow, 3 p.m. Game two at 3 p.m. and game three Monday if necessary. A couple news and notes, uh, some exciting stuff with Southern Miss track and field. Two Southern Miss track and field athletes are competing at the NCAA Outdoor Championships. Corvell Todd for the men will be competing tonight at 7.30 in the high jump. And Marquesha Myers will be competing tomorrow at 4.50 for in the uh, triple jump. So congratulations to those two representing Southern Miss at the NCAA Championships. Quick score update from regional action, East Carolina leading Texas in the top of the ninth, 13-7 in Greenville. Oklahoma leading Virginia Tech in the top of the third um, in Blacksburg. Virginia, Notre Dame will take on Tennessee later today as well as Texas A&M and Louisville. The Southern Miss side of the bracket uh, will be uh, tomorrow, obviously, and uh, three more regionals going on there. Bob? All right, yesterday we were on the field with Coach Scott Berry. We asked him about Rick Cleveland's comment that this will be the hardest ticket in the history of Southern, uh, in the history of Mississippi sports. Our, our boss and company founder here, Steve Davenport, uh, basically said the same thing earlier. Here's what Scott had to say when I asked him yesterday about Rick Cleveland's comment. Rick Cleveland said this afternoon this will be the hardest ticket to get in sports history in Mississippi. Crazy <laughs> atmosphere, Coach. It is, you know, and we're proud of it. I mean, college baseball continues to grow across the country, but college baseball has always been big in the state of Mississippi. But, you know, I think it just got a lot bigger, you know, this weekend in all honesty. So, uh, you know, we're, we're proud of it. We're proud of how it's moved forward. We're uh, we're extremely proud of our program and the the investments that are made in it, and and facilities and everything else that enables you to get a chance to to go to Omaha. 
Steve, put into words what you think this weekend is going to be like. I think it's going to be the greatest baseball weekend ever in college baseball. I really do. But you got people like Ben McDonald saying that he's here and he says it is, and I believe it. He's, you know, he's pitched it, number one draft pick. And I, I just think it's going to be unbelievable. I just hope we, we, you know, we get great weather. You know, it's pouring here at Hattiesburg today, but uh, we understand it will clear out by game time and uh, that we have great weather for the games because I think it's going to be outstanding. What I'm excited about is these two teams have already played each other twice this year. But on the mound, they haven't faced the best that each one has to offer. And, you know, you know the, uh, the Ole Miss pitching rotation, DeLucia and Elliott, who've come on really in the last – um, half of the season, of course, Southern Miss will start Waldrop tomorrow. That's the most exciting matchup to me is they finally get to face each other's best on the mound. What I think what you'll see is, is you won't. I don't think you're going to see as high a score game. I really don't. I think you may see a five-four, four-three kind of deal. I just, I just don't see it. And, but it may happen. I mean, you know, pitchers have bad days. You know. Uh, when you just get a pitcher out there, let's say they walk a guy, which I call the kiss of death, when you start walking a right. guy, I just like giving them something. So uh, let him hit it out of the park if you can walk him. Well, that's not true. But I think that uh, if the pitching is sound, it's going to be a low-scoring game. What kind of atmosphere you expect? I know you're used to being in great atmosphere. Well, I think, it's gonna, I think it's going to be wild. Well, I watched the uh, LSU uh, game, and it was uh, pretty wild. It was pretty electric. It was I think, and I think the component to that is the people that are in that stadium worked really hard to get in that stadium. You know, the, yeah. you've got – I mean, you'll have a dad and a son who he went to StubHub or, man, he called everybody in the world and got two tickets at the last second for his son to get in. So no matter which team it is, I feel like that, that people that will be there will be pure college baseball fans and will appreciate what they're attending and what they're watching. But you got to realize, it's kind of like I heard uh, Richard Cross say today he thought it was going to be an 80-20 crowd. I don't know where he's getting that 20 from because it's not going to be It's not going to be 20. Yeah. I mean, you got 600 tickets, 200 of the family, you got 400 seats. And that's just the way it is. And uh, uh, Southern Miss faced that last year when they went to Ole Miss. Yep. You know, they got they got. The, uh, then you didn't get that number they got because that was not a super. You got you what, got two hundred, two hundred fifty yeah. tickets. So by the time you take care of the players, you don't get any tickets. Our fans are pretty good at playing basketball. They get in the paint and they box out everybody else and won't let them buy up tickets. But yeah, it should be a lesson. It's not going to be. I, I, and, and of course, there. This is going to be a different thing. Ole Miss and. and uh, Southern Miss is going to be different than uh, Southern Miss and LSU. Yeah. A lot of people know each other in, here today. I mean, if the few people who live in Hattiesburg that are Ole Miss people, you know, they're, they're going to wear white shirts and be real quiet and sit in their corner. But, <laughs> but, you, but you know, but there is a lot of people who know each other at Southern and, and uh, Ole Miss, and I think it's a great thing. I, you know, I'm, I'm a proponent that uh, may get killed for this, but I'm a proponent for uh, Ole Miss and Southern to play in football, for example. I think it ever Say sport. it louder for the people well, in the back. But, but the, problem, the problem you got there is a financial problem. It right. is a major financial problem for a team that makes that you know makes so much money on home games and that's the big problem right now right. 10 20 years ago that wasn't a problem it was a different reason but today it's a money problem right well steve a couple things i want to first of all thank you for sitting in with us today we were really excited and i want to thank you for allowing us to do the eagle hour we've uh, this show's really grown in five years we have great sponsor friends we have a big audience uh, people, I think, really enjoy hearing about Southern Miss and, 
and uh, you made that possible, so we thank you well, for and that. Well, and I do, I do think it's important that we do that. I do think is on a radio station in this market, Southern Mississippi is the key, and we do need to do these kind of things. And I think y'all have done it. Un- I was noticing today, this is probably one of the best sports shows I've ever listened to. Well, thank you. Because it's, because it's organized and it's all right. There's one thing left to do, Mr. Davenport. I understand all that stuff. We close the show every day, Steve, with a very traditional thing, and we're about to we're about to share that with you. We close the Eagle Hour, and I start it, you finish it. Southern Miss to, to the, the top. top. There we go. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.